Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey everybody, welcome to Get to Know Your Wedding Pro. My name is Reed with Best Me Videos. We are a wedding videography company based out of West Seattle, Washington. And I'm so excited to be joined today by Amanda. And I think I've been hounding you. We've gone back and forth for the better part of a year of trying to find time to get you on. I'm so excited. You're you know busy and uh, the wedding season and things are kind of slowing down and we're trying to get more people on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for taking time on a Friday to come in and uh, chat. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and what you do. Awesome. My pleasure. I'm Amanda of Amanda House Photography. I have been a wedding photographer for 16 years now. This is going into my 17th wedding season for 2020. And I'm also a studio owner. I have a studio down in Tacoma. And I currently am shooting high school senior girls for the past few years. And that keeps me plenty busy this time of year. Yeah, and that's really kind of one of the reasons I wanted you to come on is, A, you know, we know each other, we've worked together uh, in the past, but also just how long you've been doing everything, you know, the fact that you have a studio, that you do, you know, things besides weddings, there's just, you just have a wide range kind of of knowledge and experiences, and I think that that's great, and just for having been in the game so long, I mean, you know, anybody on the podcast that's, you know, five, six years plus is, is long. And just the knowledge that you have of having done this is really exciting. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. So how is, how is your season gone? Are you, are you happy to be winding into fall? Or like you said, you do a lot of other things, but how, how has it gone for you this year? It has been a great year. I have cut back just a little bit on weddings, so I only take between 10 and 20 a year. And then I mostly do high school seniors, which right now is the busy time because they all need their photos for the yearbook. Is that a, we just, I just delivered a wedding the other day and we were doing the family photos and the, um, it was the groom's uh, nephew must've been, you know, high school age, looked like the most unhappy kid in the entire world. I never saw him smile the whole day. I never smiled in any photos. Is it hard to do the seniors? Is it hard to get them kind of loosened up? Um, it depends. So I do 98% of girls for senior photos. I find that girls are just a little bit more fun because you do the full professional hair and makeup. We have a sort of very awesome experience. We have four hair and makeup artists on staff. So you come into the studio and you get pampered for two hours. And so that kind of loosens them up a little. And then we go out and shoot for a couple hours. Um, 
The boys are definitely a little bit harder, which is why I only do like 2% of them. And plus when mom is along with the boys, it makes it even harder because mom's trying to be like, just smile and pose like this. And the boys are like, mom, leave me alone. So it's very interesting. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic between the two. Yeah. My mom had our, um, I guess it would have been my high school photos and then my brother's eighth grade photos uh, hanging in our uh, hallway forever. And it just, I hated, you know, I just looking back on those times, it's, it certainly makes you realize how far you've come. Definitely. And the senior portrait experience now is so different than when, say, we were in high school. Uh, but you used to go to a studio and like just sit there and kind of do the little pose with your arms and, you know, get a couple exposures. Now it's actually an experience. Like we go to different locations. We have a stylist that comes along and she does your hair and makeup and changes it between the different outfits. We pre-plan your outfits with a fashion consultation. Um, then afterward, you come into the studio and when you're all done, you need to come see your photos on a big, huge TV and it's set to music. So totally awesome experience. It's probably the biggest photos like uh, session you're going to have all by yourself until you get married. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and it's like you said, besides the necessity of having to have it for a yearbook, I mean, it does just kind of mark that life. I mean, I said, I know my mom still has those photos, you know, framed and up on a big thing. And, you know, I mean, even though I don't like them anymore, <laughs> you know, she'll hold on to them forever. So. Oh, that's awesome. You need to post those on Instagram. We all want to see. Oh my gosh. That would be uh yeah, that would be a scary, uh, that was my bandana wearing phase. We'll call it. And I had a lot of photos with a lot of bandanas and that was pretty cool. I thought at the time. Yeah, definitely need to see that. <laughs> um, so talk to me, kind of give me a little backstory. You know, you've been doing, you know, photography, all sorts forever. You know, is this something you grew up wanting to do? Uh, how did the inspiration come about? So I graduated high school early. I grew up in Hawaii. And after three years, I thought I've had enough of this. So I graduated, went to school at University of Nevada in Reno and was just taking my basic classes, not knowing what I'm going to do. I was only 17. I had to do an elective and I took a photography class. So I really liked it. It was back in the day of film, uh, black and white, and we would actually go to the dark room. And I spent hours upon hours in the dark room, developing photos, watching all that magic happen. So that led me on to decide that my degree in English, which was going to go towards a teaching degree, probably wasn't going to happen. So I started researching photography schools. Um, at the time, there was this really amazing private college called Brooks Institute of Photography. Um, sadly, it has closed since then, but it is pretty much world renowned. It was the, the school to be. It's like top of the line, the best photography school at the time. They took 50 people per year. You had to apply and actually pass all these different things. So I applied and I got in. So I went to Santa Barbara in California, which is where the school is located. Um, the guy that formed it, his name was Ernest Brooks. And he actually has some ties up here in Seattle. There's like an Ernest Brooks museum or something on like Whidbey Island. Uh, so anyway, I went down there to Santa Barbara. I studied photography primarily and got a, my second BA, this one in photography. And since then, I have been doing photography. I jumped um, right into weddings because I decided to intern 
with a girl and I just fell in love with it. Like it's the best thing ever. I'm very, very well um, versed with people. I'm a people person. I like to talk. I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. That's where I get my energy. And one thing led to another that was in 2004. And here I am starting wedding season number 17. <laughs> That's not, and you know, it's, it's changed so much over the years and, you know, it's having done, I mean, I think having done anything for 16, 17 years now is, is a lot kind of in 2019 standards, just with switching jobs and careers and people, you know, these millennials and, and everything, but, you know, especially doing photography that long is, is truly remarkable. Thank you. It is. It's it's been really interesting because I started off in film. We I shot weddings in 35 millimeter and medium format, which was hilarious because then you had to have someone there to help you like switch your film backs out and everything. And you only had like 20, I think it was like 20 something shots on medium format. And then you'd have color in one and black and white in another. So when you actually wanted to shoot black and white, you had to think this is black and white. You couldn't just take the photo like we do now go into light river photoshop and change it to black and white so it was quite quite different and you would shoot stuff and you would have your fingers crossed that it actually turned out because you couldn't see after you took a photo you couldn't look at the back there were no lcds no chimping none of that kind of stuff so and then now here we are with digital and going to mirrorless now and all the cool new stuff yeah i could imagine and i you know we um just with video, I just, I was talking the other day with one of the photographers I was working with and just how much more forgiving it is. You know, I try to snap like a photo during the day just so I have something to put as like the thumbnail or whatever. But even if I snap off like six or seven shots, half the time, none of them are even good anyway. And I couldn't imagine that being the, the you know, the sole thing where I can, you know, I can have the video roll for 30 seconds and have plenty of stuff go on. But uh, especially when you got film and you got, you know, 20 takes or whatever on the one roll, it's got to be crazy. Oh, and, and it's so nice now too. Like I am a total chimper. I don't care what other photographers say. And that means when you take the picture, you look at the back to see that it came out. Like, I think that's awesome. It's like a learning thing where you can actually look at the photo and see what you just did. I mean, that's just so cool. And plus if say you go from inside to outside, you forget to change your exposure. That can save your butt, man. That way you can look and go, Oh, I forgot to change my aperture or my shutter speed. <laughs> No, I remember, uh, I'm just thinking back when I first started in, in TV, so this was back in like 08, um, the cameras that we had didn't, the viewfinder wasn't black and white, it was like grayscale, so you wouldn't actually know if your color balance was right until you got back to the station, so oh, you could have shot. Yeah, so, you know, you just had to be diligent and, you know, always, you know, set 32, you know, thousand or whatever, or right if you're inside whatever but like um yeah you could get back to the station and like you'd be like oh crap like everything's blue like i didn't you know i totally messed that up and now like you said you you know you, you have everything in color ready to see i mean you can freaking fly a drone up in the air and get a stream to your phone of what it's shooting i mean it's just crazy how far everything's changed in the years Oh, I know. It's amazing. I just got the new iPhone 11 Pro. Yeah, let me tell you, with those three cameras on that, it's going to be so cool. I can now just make little videos of my seniors and do everything right there because it's just, it, the quality is just so much better. Oh, it's nuts. It's absolutely, I mean, I don't, I still don't think, you know, I, um, you know, I don't think it, if you blew that up, I don't think it would hold together nearly oh, as no, much, no. but I think, but you know, cause I was again talking with the guy at the wedding this weekend and uh, one of, he was like a grandparent or something and he was asking us, yeah, it looks, 
it looks great on your phone or it looks great on Instagram, but you couldn't blow that up and, and hang it on the wall like you would something that, you know, the photographer we're working with is going to shoot, you know, that's oh, it's sure. totally a different thing. What was it like growing up in Hawaii? Uh, how did that kind of develop who you are and then how, how is that? Um, it was interesting. I am not a big sun and beach person, especially being a redhead where you burn easy. Uh, my dad moved us over there cause he was in the mortgage banking business and I mean, it was okay. It's, there's only so much to do when you're in high school and you're stuck on a rock that you drive two hours and you're on the other side of it. You know, it gets a little boring. Uh, there's not any malls. I grew up on the big Island. There weren't any malls. So if you wanted to go to the mall and go shopping, you had to actually fly over to Oahu. So stuff like that's just kind of weird. Um, it's a great place to go back and visit, but I don't think I'd ever live there again. <laughs> so you were anxious to get away. Yeah, I like uh, seasons. I like snow and fall. And in Hawaii, it is 85 degrees every day, and the sun sets at the same time every day. Wow. Um, did you, do you feel like a little bit more of, I don't know, people always, the, you know, the island time and all that, was that something that never rubbed off on you or kind of being a little more laissez-faire, easygoing? Right. For sure. Everything is done with Aloha. And it's just like when you drive, you drive with Aloha, you learn to slow down and actually let people in. Whereas people in Washington don't quite do that as much. So when I stop and actually let people in, my husband yells at me, he's like, what are you doing? Cause he grew up here in Washington. Um, so definitely. And I, I do miss the food. My dad had a deep sea fishing business and we would uh, eat fish literally like fresh out of the ocean. And we eat fish like every night, like ahi and mahi mahi. And as a kid, you don't realize that or how nice that is or how spoiled I was until now I'm an adult. And I do not just get free, super expensive fish all the time. <laughs> so awesome. I miss that part of it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I love to visit. We go visit all the time. We go to Kauai. That's my favorite. My family owned a condo there. And so we go back to that condo all the time. That's awesome. So, you know, you said you, you went and you applied to be uh, in this, you know, photography school. What was it about, you know, doing that with it that excited you? Was it, you know, seeing people? Was it capturing moments? I mean, what was it that kind of drew you to that? Um, I was still super young when I was, uh, when I got my first degree and I did not really know what I wanted to do and I like school. So that's why I decided I'm just going to keep going to school. So after getting one BA, I moved to get the second one. No idea what I would like in photography. I just knew I liked it in general. And so they had three different, I think it was three different, um, majors. You could do portraiture, architecture or fashion. Fashion is like cutthroat, go to LA or New York, all that. So I had no interest in that. Uh, architecture, I don't like things that don't talk back to me. So like when I'm shooting, that's why I love weddings and seniors, like people that actually I can interact with them. Shooting still life and houses and real estate, and that just has no interest whatsoever to me. So I chose portraiture. And um, we really, they didn't have a wedding back then. And they, they kind of touched on weddings. Weddings are a little bit of portraiture, but not 100%. I learned actually more in the field and by doing than I actually did at school. But at school, we learned all the basics. Like we learned like what filters work when, how to do this. Um, computers were just starting to kind of come up. I think we had, gosh, I want to say our Macs were something like G3s or even before that. I don't even know what they were called. And then we had these um, these disks 
uh, I think they're called zip disks. They weren't the floppies. They were after the floppy. Oh my God. So funny. So we would go to the computer room and sit there. And then when Mac had those ones that were all the color, they, they looked like they were blue see-through or orange see-through and they were kind of shaped like a dome. Yeah. Back in the day. And then they got the G5 room right before I graduated. So that was super high tech. So we learned all that kind of stuff, like how to edit things, how to use Photoshop, which back then was probably like Photoshop five or six or something. Um, Lightroom didn't even exist, which is one of the programs we use. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I decided I'm going to turn with the wedding photographer and I reached out to her the old school way. This was before we had um, smartphones. I actually cold called her and just said, hi, I am going to be moving to the Lake Tahoe area and I see you're a very popular photographer. Do you need an intern or can I come and shoot, shoot with you? And she interviewed me and said, yes. And so there you go. And that's moved up to Tahoe and started my wedding seasons. So what, what was it like as kind of a young intern getting into that? Was it scary? Did you feel, you know, comfortable? Were you confident? Uh, no, the first wedding, I'll never forget it. It was so scary. The bride and groom, their names were Jen and Ben, which is so funny because it's like Jennifer Aniston and Ben or um, Brad Pitt kind of. Anyway, it just reminded me of that whole thing. And it was somewhere in California and I was brand new and she handed me her digital camera and I only have film. And she's like, here, just go sit in the aisle as they walk down the aisle and take pictures of them coming down the aisle. I had no idea what I was doing. I did not know how to use digital. I didn't know how to use the flash because we'd never really learned how to use speed lights. Um, I'm sure the photos were horrendous, but she said she liked me because I did stuff like I, I brought her a drink. I made sure that her bag was carried. I watched her stuff. I helped pose people. So she really liked me and she kept me on and we worked together for two years. So that was awesome. Yeah, well, that's, that's stuff too because I mean, even... If you hand a, a, a Canon user a Sony camera or whatever, you know, I mean, it might take you 15 minutes to figure out how to do whatever. You know, my uh, I was shooting a wedding uh, with one of my other guys the other day. I'm like, he had his uh, buttons programs differently, and I was like, I don't even know like how to do this. So let alone like being handed a digital camera and trying to figure that out. I mean, it had to have been scary. Oh, it was. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a Nikon user. I've just always had Nikon. And I pick up a Canon and I'm just like, okay, I don't even think I could make an image. I don't even know how to turn it on. Like it's everything's backward. It's so different. It's amazing. Um, but no, I love my gear. That leads me into my gear. Uh, I, I don't care if it's Canon or Nikon, as long as you know how to use it. And I know how to use my stuff. So it's, that's what helps. <laughs> So you started doing the weddings, uh, you know, it wasn't a complete disaster. So then how did, how did you kind of progress from there? Did you, did you stay on with, with them for a while or did you start branching out or how did that work? Yeah. Um, I worked with that same girl for the first two years and then we decided to move back to Washington. So after my husband grew up here, so after we moved to Washington, we, um, I had to start all over again. And so I actually found an ad I think it was either in line or online or in a newspaper. I don't really remember, honestly. Um, someone was looking for an associate shooter or what's called a lead shooter. So basically they hire you and you work for their company and you go and um, lead shoot, quote unquote, for their company. So you're still doing your own stuff and you are the only shooter at the wedding, but you're not working under your own business name. And so I did that, met this couple, and then that kind of just branched out. And I used to work for anywhere 
up to like five or six different companies as a lead shooter. And then I started getting my own business because I was new to the area and had to break into it. Um, and I was a lead shooter for gosh, probably like a decade for multiple companies plus myself. And that led to shooting events in Seattle. And I spent over a decade shooting all kinds of social networking of women's events and working just for pretty much anyone that would give me photography work. So I have a very huge array of experience with all different kinds of genres. Um, what was it like then to kind of, you know, make your own thing, you know, and, and really focus on kind of building your own brand? What was it like to kind of make that switch? Um, it was definitely hard. I worked a full-time job for the first 10 years that I was here on top of my photography. And I actually just went full-time just for myself two years ago. And I just opened my studio. I think we've been open now for a year and a half. So um, it definitely took a long time to get here and it's been totally worth it. And I wish I had done it years ago. It's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to kind of make that balance because you know, you don't want to, you don't want to just make a leap, but also like if you give yourself time to fill right, then you end up filling it right. Where if you're worried about kind of, you know, working on other things, it, it's a hard, really kind of hard time to kind of find that perfect balance. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It is. And there's always the fear and the what if, and what if no one hires me or what if I don't have, you know, like at the day job, you have a steady paycheck because you go there 40 hours a week. Um, but my one favorite thing is, uh, my new saying is jump sooner you wish you would have and the fear wouldn't hold you back. Cause if I had jumped sooner, I would have been doing what I love longer versus working two jobs. Cause I am so busy now that I book up months in advance. It's just amazing. Well, but, and, you know, obviously it was just a long time coming and, but it is, um, uh, scary. What, what kind of finally made you take that leap or what kind of finally made you decide that now was it? Um, after sitting at the same job for 10 years and having the, realizing that uh, you're just a person, you're just a warm body at a job that they didn't care about you, finally said, you know what? I don't want to live like this. And I don't care if I have to go do who knows what. I, I just quit. And then sure enough, my lovely day job, um, I gave them two weeks notice trying to be a nice person. And they just said, no, just leave today. Never mind." And I was like, thanks. After 10 years, that's awesome to be treated that way. And I left and that was that. And I haven't looked back and you just, whatever you manifest and whatever you put out there seems to come. So it has been coming and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And, and just having kind of that mindset of, you know, just not taking no and just kind of not, I just, I believe in a lot of that stuff. And I, um, uh, I talk with Dorothy a lot that we, uh, I film a lot of, you know, motivational speakers and stuff. And, and I do think some of it's kind of, you know, hubbub or whatever, but I do think that at the core, they do have some ideas where, you know, wanting things and kind of manifesting that for yourself, you know, is possible if you work hard, you know, I paying a thousand dollars to sit and listen to somebody talk probably isn't what's going to do it. But I do think that they have some good ideas when it comes to kind of like going out on your own and doing stuff that you want to do. You know what I mean? 
Yes, definitely. It's, uh, it's awesome. Um, I jumped in and I did it the smart way too. I hired coaches and I've had a coach for the last two years, a different one, each part. And I take what I can from them and they help further my business. And then when I don't need them anymore, I find a coach for a different area and it's just been amazing. I highly, highly recommend getting a coach to help you do something that normally you have never done before. Like most people have not been an entrepreneur until you decide to be one. So if you take advice from someone who's actually doing it, it really helps in your business and helps you to learn how to basically just do everything. So I'm constantly learning and I'm sure by this time next year, everything will be more professional and look even better than it is right now. <laughs> what were some of the biggest you know, areas that you found that you wanted to work on or that you wanted to strengthen? Um, marketing is always an interesting one, especially when you're in a business where you don't usually have repeat clients. So for weddings, usually they don't get married again for seniors. They definitely are not in high school again. Um, you will get an occasional, maybe like a baby in the future, or maybe you'll get a family session out of it, but you definitely don't have this thing where you're going to be getting the same person to come back year after year and buy your services. Yes, there's a few, but very rarely with weddings and seniors. So you're constantly marketing and looking for the new client. It's always new, new, new. And then of course, technology changes because um, Instagram didn't even exist a few years ago. And now I get 95% of my business for seniors from Instagram. Yeah, it's funny. I That's always the hardest thing with video. You know, like you said, same as that, you know, repeat client and how often are you going to need a videographer? And <laughs> this season I had two wedding clients that I had actually known, you know, from a previous life and doing corporate stuff. And I thought both of them were going to be like slam dunk bookings. And I ended up having to work just as hard to kind of get them, but it didn't even help me out that I had known them for years. You know, they still wanted to play the field. I thought, man, I've, you know, I've known you four years. Like this shouldn't be, <laughs> but you know, people want to make sure they find the right fit. Oh yeah. It happens. I have, I, I assume that all my brides are going to get, you know, make a baby and then connect with me. Nope does not happen. <laughs> That's okay though. I honestly shooting babies, uh, which is the worst sentence in the world to say out loud, shooting babies, uh, shooting babies with my camera is not what I like to do. Uh, I'm, it's not my thing. I don't do babies and kids that much. And now I know that. So I don't take whatever comes my way. So honestly, I'm fine with that. I'm, they can go to a baby photographer and do newborn post photos. Cause that's not where my passion is. Uh, my passion right now is heavily in high school seniors and weddings. What was it like kind of establishing, you know, a studio and kind of having that more kind of a tangible, you know, space and area where like I just kind of work out of the house and it doesn't, you know, come or go. But what was it like kind of doing that whole going through that whole process? Um, it was pretty awesome. So I learned early on with seniors that I needed a place for them to get their hair and makeup done. And most of the hair and makeup artists travel. So like they, they're like us where they work out of their home. So they'll either go to the client's house and do the hair and makeup or with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or you have to find a location. And I wasn't going to be inviting people to my house because I wanted more of a fancy kind of high-end place. So I was shelling out all this money renting studios and locations just 
for two people to sit there and get their hair and makeup done. And I was like, this is silly. So then I started looking around for um, a location and the studio I found, I believe came to me for a reason. Um, a good friend of mine in Tacoma, she had had this space for five years. It's a 2000 square foot. We have about eight or 10 different offices plus the actual studio or the shooting space. Um, she had it as a massage business. And so it has a front lobby area. It has all the different rooms, which she used as a massage. Each room had massage. And then the big room she used for yoga because it has all the windows and it just has a great feel to it. And I remember going to her place, gosh, seven or eight years ago. And I walked in and I was just enthralled. I was like, wow, this is gorgeous. All hardwood floors, hundred year old building. Um, I said, I, I would just dream of having a space like this someday. Never in a million years thought I would actually have her literal space. Uh, she was there five years. Her life took her on a different path. It went for lease. Another yoga place slash massage took it. Didn't even, I didn't even think about it. One day I'm walking along and it just came to me. Oh my gosh, we should totally figure out if that place is for rent. It sure enough, turns out that people had, um, oh, what did they do? I think they stopped paying on their um, something. And so basically it was up for rent and they wanted someone in it. Cause obviously they just broke their lease and I went and did a tour and it was the exact same space with the same paint. She had painted it. It was all burnt orange colored. Cause that was her colors. It was horrendous. Every room was burnt orange, like bright burnt orange. <laughs> um, so I partnered with another local photographer we took over the space and a year and a half ago, my entire family came and spent a whole weekend painting it to get rid of the burnt orange. So now it's a gorgeous gray and it has white and all the stuff. Um, there's tours of it online. It's really cool. And so now I don't have to pay to actually have my girls get their hair and makeup done. And it just keeps evolving. Um, it's evolved now to where I also rent the space and I'm very big into giving back in the community. And so I love that we rent it not too expensive. So other starting photographers or just any photographers in the area who need a space for when it rains or if they want to do meetings, um, they can use our space now. So it makes it really fun. And it's also a dual purpose space. So for example, I had a client there the other day renting the studio. She's doing her product shoot for whatever product. We had a um, senior getting her hair and makeup done in the hair and makeup room. We also have an office, the lobby, and then I'm in the client lounge where I'm getting a presentation and doing a gallery, excuse me, a gallery reveal to clients. So we have three people using the same space. So it's like a co-space. So it just, it feels so good. And it's so nice to be able to do that and use the space without just having it sit there like that. That's awesome. I mean, that's just incredible and, and something that obviously came along at the perfect time for you to kind of take advantage of it. I mean, that just seems you know, like it was meant to be. That's totally what I think. And I still can't believe it. Some days I walk in there and I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's really cool. Um, you talked about your family kind of coming down and helping out. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your home life and what kind of makes it, you know, rounds out the other side of your world? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my husband's from here. He grew up in Washington. He went to school in Kent, Thomas Jefferson. Um, I did not. My One of my best friends from Hawaii, we went to a private high school where we have 30 kids per grade. So not too many of us. Um, she wound up coming up here to go to UW for school, fell in love with a guy, and she wound up living here. And then she met this guy at work and was like, Hey, you should come visit. I bet you two would hit it off. And I came to visit about 18 years ago, I think it was. And we definitely hit it off. And I actually wound up dropping out of college to come up here and chase him. 
And I got him and I took him back with me and finished college. And then since then, we've kind of lived everywhere. Um, but we've now technically been back in Washington, I think about 14 years. So it's just me and him. Um, our 13 year wedding anniversary is actually coming up in about a week or so. So super cool. And his whole family's here. So he has siblings, family, everything. Um, and they are all very supportive and they all came and put in the fun time of painting an entire studio, which if you've ever painted is not as fun as it sounds. Absolutely not. Uh, what was your guys' wedding like? Oh, it was as, it was pretty good for the time. Um, so this was back in 06. So things were a little different back then. Um, we had nothing. There was no Pinterest. So you didn't have any of this fancy stuff. There weren't like fancy details to photograph or any of that fun stuff. Uh, our DJ actually had these huge boxes with CDs in them where you actually put the CD in every time you want to listen to a song. It's pretty awesome. Um, but the venue was quite gorgeous. It was in South Lake Tahoe on the California side at a golf course. So like all golf course weddings, it was perfect. You had a view of the lake. You watched the sunset. It was a destination wedding. So people came from everywhere to watch it. Um, it was in October. So it was kind of fall, really pretty. Uh, everything was great. My photographer was a friend from school who'd never done a wedding. So the photos are okay, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. We were young and out of college and couldn't afford much. Um, the favors to this day still make me laugh. We got these little mesh bags and we put M&Ms in them and you tied the M&Ms up and put that on everyone's plate because that was what was in style back in 2006. So that was quite funny. Um, but the, everything else went great. The wedding was great. We got married and went off to Hawaii the next day for our honeymoon. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, the one thing I was curious to ask you about is, you know, having done this and weddings for so long and what, what's some of the biggest differences in terms of like what people really focused on, like you said, the favors, you know, that, that was important. Like, that people wanted you know you to photograph you know 14 15 16 years ago versus now is there a big difference in that has things shifted that way and you could say no too um yeah i everything especially since pinterest came out uh people spend so much more money and time and effort on the details because like for example when our parents got married you didn't take 2000 plus images. You took maybe a hundred and you definitely, except for the cake, you did not take a picture of here's the place. Here's what I'm giving people. Cause I don't think you even gave people gifts or favors back then. Um, of course you took the cake, but very rarely did you take it by itself. It was more just like, here they are cutting the cake or standing by the cake. Uh, so that's definitely different is all the details. Um, and then most of these weddings, especially higher end ones these days, they just look like something out of a magazine. Like they're phenomenal. The amount of money spent on florists and lighting and DJs, um, definitely the wedding, wedding industry. I'd say the cost of a wedding nowadays compared to when I got married has doubled or tripled easily. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite interesting. Of course, being a visual person and being a photographer, it's awesome. I love going to weddings where they've spent every cent on details and I can get like these photos that look like they belong in the best Martha Stewart magazine or the highest not wedding or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been interesting and it's funny to follow the trends. You know, you go from the eighties with the poofy sleeve dresses to the nineties. Then when I started shooting, everyone had the dress like this with nothing on your arms. And so it's definitely quite interesting to watch all the trends and you can see it. You can tell by the cakes too, like what uh, 
uh, like roughly what year it was from. Cause you'd be like, Oh, that was that when that was popular or, Oh, that's when we did the chocolate drip down the side or that's when this was popular. Or, oh, then cupcakes became popular. So it's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> Has it been challenging to kind of stay, you know, up on everything and, and, and just having done this so long, do you just like, I kind of feel like, you know, with video, it doesn't, a lot of the wedding stuff, if it's in style, it's there and I kind of capture it right. I mean, obviously like techniques and stuff change, but in terms of like the art of, you know, photographing a wedding that, you know, continues. I mean, how do you kind of stay on top of things? Um, you know, I don't actually have to stay on top of things as much because I'm not a wedding planner. So being the photographer, I just show up and everything looks perfect, which is totally fine. The only stuff I really stay on top of um, is making sure that my images reflect similar things to what's going on and similar trends. But also on that note, I do not keep up with trends as in editing trends. I am one of those people that edits things the way they actually look. So for example, long, long time ago, spot coloring was a trend, which is the thing where you turn the whole photo black and white, except maybe the bouquet and you had like red roses. So I did it once or twice just because it was cool to do it, but I never actually did that. I didn't do all the sepia tones, um, light and airy or Pacific Northwest moody is in style right now where you make everything dark and whatever. I don't go with those trends because when you look back 20 years from now, the photo should look like the photo, I think, and your skin color should actually be skin color and not green or yellow because that was the trend because it kind of dates a photo. But that's my opinion. Um, and then I do definitely keep up, though, with cameras. Uh, the new technology is amazing. You can almost see in the dark with some of these cameras. And it's, so that part I definitely keep up on. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the editing thing, and I never really know. I mean, I think with, with video, people kind of want it kind of the way it looks. I mean, you know, we don't have as much control. If you're in a yellow room, it's going to look a little more yellow. I mean, you can kind of adjust, but yeah, I've, yeah, even just this summer, I mean, I see a lot of images posted from weddings that I'm at. Yeah. And it is like a lot of these like greens and stuff. And I'm like, that wasn't even really what it, I don't know. I, I never know like what the whole decision behind it is, but yeah, definitely the greens right now seems to be really like really heavy green. Yeah, it's uh, it's my, my, our little joke. We like to call it the dark and moody or the Pacific Northwest version because someone started it. I don't know who. And if you go to certain photographers, it just went crazy. And like I said, that's fine. But when you look back, you're going to look back maybe and just go, hmm, that's an interesting look. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, people complain, you know, about things, you know, you don't want them to be green or that might be a color, you know, like don't want things to be purple or don't want things to be green. And then when it's, I don't know, I never know that that's above my pay grade when it comes to doing the video, but I just, I have noticed that a lot this summer, uh, you know, seeing uh, galleries that have been posted from photographers. Yeah. It's interesting. And especially when it looks all dark and gloomy and you're like, that was a sunny day in July. How did you make it look like that? <laughs> I get the opposite. I get the, um, the overcast day that looks like it was the middle of summer. We get that a lot. And I'll be like, that wasn't even, were we at the same wedding? Like it doesn't even look, then it'll be, you know, a totally gloomy day and it's just a, like, you know, highlights and you're like, wow, that's crazy. Oh, yes. Light and area is very popular right now, especially with um, newer photographers because some of them um, definitely aren't quite aware of their settings and it's trendy and it's just easy to move the slider over and blow out the highlights and which is great. But, you know, every now and then you want to see that dress that you dropped five to two thousand dollars on. You might want to actually see the details in it, but. You know, teach his own. I'm not 
everyone does their own style and that's totally fine. So how, yeah, how do you kind of, um, you know, continue to market for this long? Like you said, you get a lot of seniors now on Instagram, but how do you kind of stay up on that whole thing? And, and like you said, you've done some self, um, you know, growth with coaching and stuff, but how do you keep the marketing fresh and going? Um, I definitely do a little bit of everything. I do research so that I see what's out there and what looks good. Um, because like anything in life, you kind of have to stay up with trends, especially in an industry where you have younger and younger people because high school people and young brides are very into trends. So, um, for example, it's not wedding related, but, uh, high school seniors right now, the nineties has come back hardcore. So all their outfits are the nineties, which is really funny because I went to high school in the nineties. So it's like watching myself all over again, the same, everything they have scrunchies, they have mom jeans. So it's very interesting, but you have to learn to just go with the trend. Like I just bought a fanny pack the other day and I wear it to shoots because guess what? They're trendy right now, which is hilarious. Cause, uh, five years ago, I wouldn't be caught dead in a fanny pack, but by keeping up with what's cool, you kind of fit in and then they, your clients will kind of gravitate towards you and book you just based on how you are. Like if you're an outdoors hiking kind of photographer, you will attract outdoorsy hiking people. Um, that's not me. I do not hike up to the top of rattlesnake and shoot sunrise engagement sessions. So I know that I thought I would try it one time when everyone started doing it, but that's just not for me. Um, so you kind of like attracts like, so what you put out there attracts it. So I definitely, um, do what makes you, you and what makes you happy. Uh, that's what I have to say. And when you market and just put yourself out there the way you're supposed to be, the correct people will come to you. That's funny. Yeah, totally. The, the styling things. We, uh, I just, I, we watch Big Brother. I watch Big Brother every summer, and the, um, really like that's like you were saying, like the '90s, and like really, like you could take you know them sitting in the house and put it, you know, it's season twenty-one now, and you could put it back to like season two or three, and you couldn't tell the difference except for the the fidelity of the cameras. So but I was like, this is crazy that this is all back again. And like the denim jackets or like the denim on denim and the flannel. And it is, it is kind of nuts. Yep. It is. So it's very interesting to see weddings are the same. Like right now, the, Oh, what's that called? Um, the pipe, the copper pipes, like copper is really in. And then someone made it trendy where you make those little circle things that you hang up with like flowers on one side yeah, those are huge too right now, but it's funny cause that'll just in a few years, the next thing will come and you know, you just, you just look at magazines and we all, for some reason, love to be popular and trendy. Uh, it's a very American thing from what I've gathered. <laughs> so you just keep, yeah, just keep your book handy and then you could just flip back a couple of years and oh look, this is, you know, I've, <laughs> I, know. I just took this know. photo. Look. <laughs> yeah. The, oh man, that's totally, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, do you, do you still, you know, enjoy doing weddings and events? I mean, how do you keep it fresh just having done it for so long? Is it, is it the connections with the clients? And I mean, the same with seniors too, but I mean, how do you just having done this for, you know, a decade and a half, how do you kind of keep it fresh for you? Yeah. Um, I still love doing weddings, uh, during my high point, I shot between 50 and hundred a year. I do not do that anymore. I shoot between 10 and 20, which is how I keep it fresh. Um, by only doing so few of them, it's kind of like, I think of it like drinking eggnog. 
if you have eggnog year round, it gets very boring. You don't want eggnog, but because we only get it for a month or two, it's exciting. And it, you look forward to your Starbucks eggnog drink or whatever it is that you like. So I kind of did that with weddings when I was starting to get a little burnt out is I cut them back drastically. And then I found other ways to make myself happy, which the high school seniors was doing and still is doing. And, um, I shoot events, but I'm very particular on my events. I only shoot events that have meaning to me or have a cause that I want to support or something along those lines. Um, cause I don't need to do it. That's for sure. I don't need the experience. I don't, I don't need it. Or like if I'm shooting an event for someone who I've known for a while or I've known their events, so I'm very picky with the things that I do. Um, and I've been very into, uh, I've always been into women stuff. So women's social networking, uplifting other women. And then of course now with all that me too and all that women's stuff, it's just makes it even more easy to shoot lots of women businesses, women entrepreneurs. I do a lot of headshots for women owned businesses, always collaborating with other people like hair salons, clothing places. So it's pretty fun. I kind of just, um, I have to say variety is what helps keep it all fresh and keep you excited. And then plus, I mean, after 10 years at a desk job and driving in the commute an hour each way, let me tell you, this is thousand times better than that. So I always remind that on days when I'm kind of like whatever, or I'm not feeling it. I'm just like, Hey, you know, you could be sitting in an hour in traffic on 167, driving to a job where you work for some old white guy that treats you like crap. <laughs> What would be your advice for, you know, other entrepreneurs or wannabes that, you know, uh, are, are starting a business or thinking about starting it or thinking about making that leap or what, what would be your advice? Um, my advice is, like I said earlier, my little quote, which I don't have the exact quote, but leap sooner or jump sooner. Because trust me, if you don't jump and you just sit there and wait it'll never come to you or it'll come to you way longer after it should have. And then definitely invest in yourself. It seems really hard. I'm not saying go get like into super huge debt, but you do have to spend money to make money. And that's really hard to understand. Like when I first started, that was always my excuse was, Oh, well I'll quit when I get a computer or when I get the next best camera or I need one more lens. I don't feel safe or I need this. And so finally, after a while, when I had everything and then some, and I had all the things, it was like, okay, well, what excuse now? What's holding me back from doing the thing I want? Basically, I was holding myself back. So I finally just learned, you know, just jump, just do it. But also, you know, do it, do it a little bit responsibly. Like, you know, if you can have a little bit of money on the side or a little bit of, you know, six months of pay. So that way, if it doesn't work out, you can figure that out. And definitely, definitely hire a coach or a mentor because they can see things outside of your business that you can't see. You have your own view because you're actually in it and you're surrounded by it. They come from a third party perspective and they're able to actually see things and point stuff out to you and you go, Oh, I didn't see it or think of it that way. And it's amazing to have that clarity and have someone say, here, do this or give you homework. And then you do it and you're like, Oh, why didn't I think of that? So it's pretty cool. Well, especially when it's your business and it's something that's so cool, you know, you are kind of in that forest from the trees kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's it's harder, I think, as an entrepreneur, because they always say, like, don't take it personally, it's your business. But how do you not take it personally when someone doesn't book with you when it's literally just a person not booking you as a person? It's a little harder. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's something that I think that, you know, I still wrap, you know, still try to deal with. And it's, it's hard, you know, because it is. And people don't always get that, you know, it's not. 
going to Burger King versus McDonald's. It's, it's, you know, talking to you and then either letting you know they don't want to go with you or sometimes not even letting you know anything and just disappearing. And then you're like, what happened? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then the best is you see their wedding photos on Facebook and you're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> that was awesome. I thought we, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, it's tough. Uh, well, good. This has been, uh, it's been so fun kind of getting to catch up with you and I, I'm excited to hear about your new studio. That's uh, well, not new now, but newer. I mean, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's still new. It's super cool. We, uh, super original name. My partner already had this name. It's uh, studio two, five, three. Yeah. Well, that works down in the, down in the two, five, three. I think exactly. Which I find just hilarious because I'm not from here. So I'm like, okay, whatever studio two, five, three. <laughs> No, I think that's a great name. I think that that works, and, I, and people know the two five three, and this good works. I think that's good. What's your What's the next uh, step now? Is it just continuing to expand out the studio stuff? Is it to market it differently, or what's your next? What's going on in the next year or two? Yeah, um, what we're doing is we're continuously improving. Um, I have. I went from being just myself. I now have on my team, I have a blogger, I have a retoucher, I have four hair and makeup artists that work with me. Um, I have a team every year. We call it the model team where girls apply and they actually spend a whole year, their senior year on a team and they get photo shoots every month. I have 20 girls on my team right now. Um, I'm continuously thinking of new fun things to do, ways to always make it better. Um, I'm looking to add an assistant here coming soon as I just keep getting busier and busier, which is a great thing. But I also realize I can't do it all. So I definitely need help, <laughs> which is hard because, you know, I work like 16 plus hours a day, but it's work I love. So it's a little different. Um, so definitely expanding. And then we're always adding stuff. Like I have the style closet, which is basically an entire room. We call it the wardrobe room where I have all this basically just wardrobe for the girls to come and they can pick clothes. So we have like high end pieces. We have lots of donations. So when you have a session with us, you can come and actually pick pieces to wear hats, accessories, all kind of stuff. So just different ways to make the senior portrait experience fun, thinking outside the box. Um, and then weddings. I love weddings. I'll be at the wedding show in January up in Seattle, which I believe I will see you at. So that'll be fun. It's always such a good show. Oh, it's a blast. Yeah, we were saying I just just uh, got hit for the one of my invoice installments today. So I'm definitely going to start preparing for that now because you're like, oh, yeah, we're getting on that. So Oh, it's like three months away. Wait, what's today? The fourth? Yeah, it's like three months from today, I think. I know. I got to start figuring out my rentals for that. I emailed um, emailed one of the girls trying to figure that stuff out. I know it's like the wedding season's gone late. We're doing the event show in November too. And it's like, the, I feel like the wedding season's gone too late this year. And now I'm not, normally I would be in like show focusing time right now, but we're still finishing up weddings. And so it's good, but yeah, we're, we're getting on that and we'll have to hang out here come January in Seattle. Oh, for sure. I know. I still have, I'm, I'm refreshing this year since it's 2020. I'm doing a whole new booth. Like literally everything that was in my booth last year, just totally new. So I have three months to figure that out. Well, good. Well, I'll be following online and I hope to see some fun posts and stuff about it. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Uh, this has been so delightful. If people want to learn more about you and, and see you know, your weddings and seniors and everything else, where would you have them check out? Yep. Uh, the best place and the most current for everything is Instagram. And it's all at my name, which is super easy. Just Amanda House. And it's kind of like house it. So it's H-O-W-S-E. 
And then seniors, you just add the word seniors. So it's Amanda House Seniors. And the same, same with the website and Facebook. It's all the exact same. Amanda House and Amanda House Seniors. So I kind of separated them because seniors don't want to see weddings and wedding people don't want to see high school seniors. So kind of have two, two hats there. Well, perfect. Well, I think that that's smart. And I want to thank you again, you know, Friday afternoon and finishing, you know, the season and everything. I just want to thank you so much for coming on and taking the time today to chat. It's been a long time coming and I think it's been uh, definitely delivered. Yes, for sure. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Uh, well, if you're like Amanda and you're interested in coming on the podcast, you can go to www.bestmadevideos.com slash podcast guests. That's a nice, easy um, link to a questionnaire I have set up. And uh, yeah, this has been another episode of Get to Know Your Wedding Pro. Check back next week for another wedding vendor interview. Thanks so much.